The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, and I am super duper excited to have you here with us today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. My goodness, I hope you can just feel the energy of that. Just take a moment and inhale completely through your nose, hold it for a second, and then a complete exhale through your mouth. And know that in this moment, peace is available to you. Wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken right now in this moment. I'm super excited to have you here with us today because I want you to know that yes, everyday peace is possible. Yes, you deserve everyday peace. And yes, you can have everyday peace. We work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. So welcome to our first show of the last month of the year, right? Just thinking about that makes me smile. And our anthem for 2021, as you well know, was or is, what are we waiting for? And by now, you have the answer to that. We are not waiting for anything because we have everything we need right here, right now, in this moment to cultivate and become our best selves. How exciting is that? So we don't need to waste another second before we decide to activate our best selves. All year, this show has brought you the topics and the guests, as I mentioned, to partner with you. So to create your your life in your day in every moment in your life of peace and if you've missed any of the shows of the year i highly recommend that you go back and listen to them because i guarantee you there's something in there that speaks to the life that you want to create you can listen to and access the entire library of shows by subscribing to dr drayvon james everyday peace podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Or you can listen to them on the unityonlineradio.org website. 
You can also access past shows and useful content on my website at drdravonjames.com. And the website includes words of wisdom and encouragement, excerpts from my book, Freedom is Your Birthright, contact information, free holiday gifts, free courses, and you name it. Right now, I've got a really fun uh, end of year, beginning of the new year gift giveaway, absolutely free. Uh, tips to improve your self-esteem and self-confidence. No better way to go into 2022 with uh, than having healthy self-esteem and healthy self-confidence. Finally, you can use my website to sign up for my free boot camp. That's right, we're kicking off 2022 in the right way. I have a boot camp that's coming up that begins on January 10th and runs through January 14th. It's a virtual, absolutely free boot camp. And it's five steps to thinking like a boss. Five steps to help you increase your earning potential in 2022. Make more money. Because of all my years of coaching, guess what I found? That most of my clients had on their list of things that they want to accomplish something that required increased cash, increased access to income. So we're going to be starting off our year there. So go to the website and join today for the free boot camp called Earn Like a Boss. It starts January 10th, but you want to get registered as soon as possible because spaces will fill up quickly. So that's what we have going on um, for an everyday piece. And speaking of 2022, we are going to be doing something a little different over the next couple of weeks. You know, I love staying in the present moment. I, I teach that, I live that, I know this is where all the power is. But over the next couple of weeks, I want you to focus on getting off to your best start in 2022. So in our first show of the year, you, if you think back in 2021, we had the phenomenal Vincent Jenna on the show. And he gave us some very important statistical data on what happens to those New Year's resolutions. He said that 92% of those resolutions fail. Hmm. So if we want to have a prosperous year in our health, in our wealth, in our in, in our relationships. You all who follow me recognize that as the pyramid of everyday peace, health, wealth, and relationships. If we want to have prosperity in all three of those areas, we're going to have to learn how to set those goals differently, set those resolutions differently. This would mean, and this would be an excellent ex, uh, opportunity for you to go back and listen to that show if you don't have that in the archives of your own memory don't worry you can get it from our archives so that's the vincent jenna show and it was the very first show of 2021 and he talked about setting new year's resolutions so over the next few weeks i want us to start the process of working on our 2022 resolutions so we're going to do some work in the present to prepare for the future that we want so let's not put this off until the new year's. Let's start working on this as a team together. We're the Everyday Peace Tribe. And I'm going to give you a little homework before we jump into our fabulous guests. So um, this is homework that's going to get you off to a great start for a fabulous year. So I want everybody to get excited about this. So number one, I want you to make a list. Make a list that has three items on it. Number one is what is it what is going on in your life right now that you enjoy right that's that gratitude portion what's happening right now that you really enjoy number two is what is going on in your life that you would like to change in 2022 right 
take that power boss position and enact some changes so number one what's going on in your life right now that you enjoy number two what's going on in your life right now that you want to change and number three what is something absolutely brand new that you want to create in your life in 2022 that sounds pretty easy right now so you have a whole week to work on that and i encourage you to really think about these three lists think about what you enjoy what you want to change and what new thing you want to introduce into your life i'm super excited about this project we're going to be working on this together as we push towards the brand new year and open up with success so i want with that being said i want to introduce you to our first guest today our first guest today is Sher- sharing oh Fernandez, I hope I said it right. <laughs> uh, Fernandez is fine. <laughs> Fernandez, we'll hear about why I keep saying it wrong and what the proper way is to say it. Um, so she has been mentoring clients for over a decade on life mastery. Life mastery. She is also an author of the best-selling book, Life Master, Personal Progression Toward an Infinite Potential. Welcome to the show. I am super excited for this topic today. Thank you, Dr. Javon. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, I'm super. You, you, you know, <laughs> my thoughts, um, and you know, there was a little mix up on which week you were going to be here. So I'm super excited for you to be here. And I think I do not believe that there is any chaos in the universe. So you're, I think you're here at the right time. Um, we're, we're closing out this year. We're looking to close out strong and share your message is um, about mastering life. Can you start by giving our listeners an overview of the concept of life mastery? I think I tried to explain it. The easier um, way to explain is what it isn't. Everybody knows that when we're stuck, we're not moving forward, or in fact, there's no reading stuck. We're either backsliding or moving forward, right? But that feeling of stuck, I don't know how to move forward. I, I don't feel like I'm going anywhere. That's not happiness as opposed to if we're moving forward and we have some sense that we have control over our, our physical and our emotional and our spiritual, we have some control over our life and we're uh, moving forward that that's happiness. And that is the concept of life mastery, that when we move forward, we're happier. The progression, the little tiny steps forward, not some arrival because we never arrive, but the idea of that we're just, we have a, a grip on life and we are able to move forward with it. And that's what life mastery offers is, uh, some some ways to move forward. Oh, I, I love that because as we know, energy is not stagnant. It's always moving. And if we don't, mm-hmm. if, if we're out of flow, if we feel like we're stuck and everything else around us is progressing, right? It may, we do have that yeah. feeling of, of mal, being right. malcontented, if you will, because we feel out of sorts because we should yeah. be moving and in flow, as I've called that, being in flow. So um, to get this... I guess what you call that the basic premise of of life mastery is to be in motion, to have a feeling of moving in yeah. motion, to be moving. I, yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it. That, like you said, we feel out of out of sync with the world if we're not moving forward because everything is like it is all energy, right? There's no, there isn't really no stagnant. So yeah, for sure that move, that energy moving that moving yourself forward. Uh, that's certainly the idea. Of, it's not the language I use, but. That is certainly the idea of it, that when we're moving and becoming, we're, we have this infinite potential, this thing that's so grand, we can't even grasp it, how 
I mean, it's with, uh, not even within our ability to grasp how really grand we are and how much potential we have. It's like a calling or a destiny, right? So when we're moving towards that, we're naturally happier. When we're not moving towards that, that destiny or that potential, we're not happy. We're living below ourselves. Oh, and you know, when you said that, what I heard was, and you can definitely correct me if I'm hearing this wrong, but life mastery is focused a lot on the journey, not necessarily the destination. Right. I have an, uh, I do not love smart goals <laughs> because I, I do like smart goals. The idea of smart goals, you know, the, the um, specific, measurable, uh, attainable, you know, that thing. Because yes, I think yes. goals should be huge, uh, so big we can't, bigger than ourselves, infinite in a sense. So while we have some steps to get from here to there, uh, our potential is so infinite, our, our destination should be, our, our goal should be infinite. So of course you can never really arrive there. But the, the joy is in the journey. Every step forward, sometimes people will say, well, what can I do? How can I be, get out of the slump that I'm in? Take one step forward. Just I'll have a client will come in maybe just to talk about, maybe they want to do coaching. And, uh, and they'll talk about the subject of, I'm stuck, you know, I just feel so, and that's one step, just pick one thing and move forward and then text me and tell me how you feel. And they always feel happier because that's what, uh, that's what we're destined to be doing is moving towards that potential. It's sort of like a, I have a redwood um, coniferous cone on the front of the book that represents our potential. A, a redwood cone is like about an inch high, and of course the seed is just tiny inside it. But the potential of those tree, those seeds is just, if you've ever stood at the foot of the redwoods, I mean, they just, they'll just blow you away. They're, they're three, some of them are three times bigger than the tallest building in Idaho. I mean, they're just huge. And we're like that. We're like this little tiny seed, and we're destined to this great thing. And if we're not moving towards that, um, there's not happiness in that, right? There's no happiness in being less than what we can be. But it's definitely in the journey. It's just every little step forward is an exciting journey. I told you when we first got on that I like Mondays, and I know I'm not trying to be cute i really do like mondays i like fresh starts a fresh day a fresh week fresh month i like a fresh year i like a fresh season i always think september's a good starting place because maybe because i raised a lot of kids but september is always a good end of the summer a good starting place i like new beginnings so i can revamp and put new energy into new goals renew the things i'm working on wow you, you brought my attention back to i used to do a lot of you know, little uh, word postings on Mondays. And one thing I always loved about Mondays was new beginnings. I get to start, I get to be a different person or I get to be the same person, maybe, right? I get to decide. And I like that um, idea. I guess I like Mondays too. I never thought about it like that, but I do mm -hmm. for the simple fact that, you know, it's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. I can renew all my, the things I, the, the habits I'm developing, the things I work on. It's like a clean sheet of paper. And so that's why I like Mondays. I like Fridays, too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I do like Fridays, too. But <laughs> that's the beginning of the weekend. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> right. We, can, we cannot forget that. Well, what drew you to this topic of life mastery? Why, why was this something you were drawn to? Oh, Devon, it just oozes out of me. I think um, people ask this question a lot. How did I get started? And I, was, um, I just have to tell the backstory because... When I was a little girl, um, and I, I don't know that this is what made me think this. It just happened to be why I remember it. But my, my mother left my father, and she had these four little girls and not very equipped to take care of us. This is on 1960, 
1963. And so I'm just this little ragamuffin girl wandering around this little town. And uh, But I remember I'd wander just all over. I just wander all over this town. I don't even know why somebody wasn't watching out for me, but I would think a lot. I'd walk and think and walk and think. And I, I had somewhere in this walking and thinking had determined that I was somebody really special. There were some really great, wonderful things out there for me, which is odd for a little practically in poverty <laughs> child of a single mother in those days. Um, but I did. I just thought there's great. I didn't know what even great things would look like. I just knew that there was something marvelous for me. And that, that feeling never left me. And even though by the time I got out of high school, early 70s, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll and all that, um, and I kind of got caught up in that for a while, but it never really quite left me that, there's great things out there. So when I decided to change my life, settle down, you know, get married, I had a child, and I decided I needed stability for her, and I got married, um, not to her father, but to somebody a little bit later who loved her. I said, okay, that feeling came back, and I wanted, I wanted just like the best of everything. I still knew I was destined for special things, but we were just dirt, dirt poor. Um, and I went to work deciding, how do you get it? If somebody can get it, I can get it. I wanted. I wanted to be able to have these babies and have a rocking good body. And I wanted to have a no limit on our finances. And we, can, we can't even put food on the table hardly. I wanted the education that I missed while I was partying. I wanted spirituality. Uh, I wanted all these different things. And I wanted no limit on any of them. So I, I just knew it was possible. And I went to work trying to figure out how you do that. And I read all the books and I listened to people speak. And I listened to audio programs and and even though we were still having children and trying to, and we worked so hard, we still made some time, Ken and, my, and I both, for some personal development time. And I found those answers and was able to create life mastery in all those eight areas that I talk about. So I have a, I'm, I wanted the best marriage possible. <laughs> and I think I have that. And um, I don't have a cap on my finances and, I'm very self-educated, and I'm still growing, of course, in all these areas, but I have a rich spiritual life. I just I feel like I really, um, the success came even easier than I had anticipated that it would. And then when I started, people noticed. Nobody would have given you two cents for us when we started. You know, they would have said, those people are never going to make it. But we did make it, and then people noticed the differences in us, and I began being asked to speak for, and teach different classes and workshops and, and um, speak for, to different audiences. And I began teaching one-on-one and uh, still developing it myself. You know, I'm still working on all these things myself. But that's kind of how it happened. But it's like I can't, I can't, personal improvement, personal development, for me, is just, it's a way of life. It's like it's just who I am to just always be trying to see if I can be better. And oh, I, I think it's instinctual to me. I don't, I don't know where it came from. But I've, I just, like, I, I think I said this in the book, maybe, I think I quoted this, I said it a lot, but. That you know, ain't dead can't quit. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. Right, ain't, I love it. And those eight areas that you mentioned for life mastery are um, physical, spiritual, relationships, education, motivation, money, lifestyle, and character. I didn't miss anything, did yeah. I? Right. So those Nobody are eight. Eight areas of life mastery, and what I heard, <laughs> because as you're talking, you, you have—I know I'm not the first person to tell you this. Your voice is very soothing, and yes, um, <laughs> right. So I got people to sleep. No, 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 not in that way. I mean, soothing in a way that you make everything seem possible. 
And that yeah. is a feeling, right? And and I want to talk a little bit about that because I love the fact that you said you didn't have any what I call proof positive, meaning there was nothing tangible to say, hey, you're going to be this woman who has this lifestyle and has this <laughs> knowledge to give. There's nothing that you look around at your physical surroundings and everybody like, are you kidding me? Right. But you felt that. Right. And it's a bit yeah. beyond a, it's a bit beyond a knowing. Right. Because the brain can be manipulated in the way that it, uh, it, it it can play tricks on how it represents things. But it sounds to me like you had a feeling that was beyond that. That said, hey, there's something special yes. about you. And I love that I'm connecting to that so very much in this conversation. I can feel that coming through because I believe in that as well, is that um, this feeling that you have that that surpasses anything that someone can see or tell you. And I'm encouraged by the fact, and maybe you can tell us about this, how you got the courage to follow through with that, to say, yep. I had I had this lifestyle of a young lady who partied and had a great time in her youth and didn't do this and didn't do that and I have these babies, but yet and still, I am this person who will have this lifestyle. How did you get the courage to continue and to pursue that into you know against everything that looked like it was to the contrary? Uh, you know, it's it's really a lot about commitment, but being willing to do the work. I had a, a client. I, Mondays, I see clients on Mondays, and I, I uh, had a, a one of the guys, young guys I'm working with today, and we realized the problem with his moving forward with some of the goals was that he wasn't fully committed, right? Until you're mm. fully committed, you have to jump in with both feet. And, and I believed with all my heart and jumped in with both feet and went to work. And we're still working hard. It wasn't an overnight success, of course, but uh, you need some real commitment. And that, de- that requires developing some habits. And so I'm big on developing daily habits. What you do every day is going to create the life that you want, right? So, and I had no habits. I was so undisciplined. Um, I had no habits. And I had no success in any of those eight areas. (laughs) Not even character. I could have used a little work on my character in those days too, but all of it. So um, I went to work on developing some habits. I made myself a little chart. I call them tracking sheets now. You know, I'm listening to your intro and you're talking about New Year's resolutions. Uh, this is what I believe about New Year's resolutions is that people are sincere. They fully intend to it. They're not weak. They don't have good systems. And life gets busy, and you were going to get in shape this month, and you bought the gym outfit, and you bought the shoes, and you bought the gym membership, and you did it for a little while, and then a couple things got in the way, and you sort of forgot, right? It's almost like oh, we, we, the other things take up our time, and pretty soon we just get pulled away from it. If you have a good system, and these tracking sheets are the, the best, for developing, it's a very simple little thing. The best for, if you get in the habit of using something like this, to develop the habits. And once they become habits, you're going to get in shape, right? If I can get the habit of working out five days a week, if I can develop that habit, I just have to remember long enough to get the habit down. So I use a tracking sheet. I still put my workouts on my tracking sheets 40 years later. But um, that's how you're going to remember. That's how you're going to keep hold of those New Year's resolutions. I do a presentation every so often when I get asked, to speak places, if they give it, let me, if they give me the choice of a topic, I'll talk about why systems are more important than goals. Because the goal is the wishing part, the system is the how to put it into place. If you don't have a system, the goal's probably not going to happen. Yes, I believe that entirely. And 
So we're talking about that. We're talking about habits. I love that you say be fully committed. I want to, and we only have about four minutes left. So I want people to find out how to, how to get to you, but I just want to concur on the habits thing is learning how to put a system in place. Small habits consistently applied will create Mm -hmm. tremendous results in your life. So I know people resist habits. Say, oh, I don't want to be boring. I don't. I want more flexibility. But really, if you have good habits and a good system, you'll find that you have more flexibility in your schedule, and um, and more more freedom to be creative in your life because you got some of those fundamental things. You got them just set up yeah. in your life. You know you're going to do it. So now, how can people? How can our listening audience connect with you and find out more about life mastery and and work with you in this area? Well, Life Mastery, uh, the book, is available on Amazon, and the audio book will be out, I think, maybe later this week with a little luck or next week. But the book is in hardback, paperback, Kindle, and Audible soon, and that's Life Mastery on Amazon. The website, you can get the, you can track, you can download those tracking sheets on the website, which is lifemasteryinfo.com, and you can, te- you can email me at sherry at lifemasteryinfo.com if you have any questions. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. I wanted to get that out for our audience so they can get that information because I love what you're talking about tracking. And my background is in developing systems, and I've been a pharmacist for years, running hospital organizations. And I, what I know is what what you don't track will soon fail. So you do have to yeah. have a tracking system, and that's where you can see where you have some vulnerabilities that you, if you were tracking, you could catch in the very beginning. I want to just go back, if you will permit me to do so, and talk a little bit about this fully committed because I think. I think this is where people get stuck in mastering mm-hmm. life and mastering change because they realize that they have so many things going on in their life. You know, um, we, we live in a season where everybody has to multitask, but we have multitasking lifestyles. You know, there are parents who are mothers who are mothering, which is a full time job and and uh, who are. Uh, have a full-time job outside of the home and who may still be in school and have a spouse, how can they be fully committed to a goal such as a business? Uh, how could they, how, what would that look like if they say, yes, I'm fully committed and you look at their schedule say, well, you, you're working about 17 hours a day. So it's <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there's, we have to take a look at ourselves and realize that if, I mean, if we're working 17 hours a day and you don't have time, to take care of yourself. That's a problem, right? So I think an evaluate, and there's an evaluate, actually there's a, a, an evaluation assessment on the website as well, but we have to evaluate what our lives are and what we really want. And we can't keep saying, I want this certain thing and then not put any effort towards it. So getting honest with ourselves is the first thing, do I really want it? And then if you want it bad enough that you're willing to track it, then you want it bad enough. And then as you track it, um, the, the tracking system or the habit the honeymoon phase, I mean, we all know the honeymoon phase of a habit, right? That's when we're all excited about it. Last a day or a week or maybe two weeks if we're lucky. Uh, then being willing to be committed enough to push through the doldrum phase until it becomes who we are. Uh, if I oh, want to be ripping... Stop yeah. right there because we're getting ready to go off. Be willing to okay. push through that doldrum stage till you get to where yep. you want to be. Develop a habit. Those are great words to end on. Sherry, you have been a phenomenal blessing to our show today. Thank you. Thank you. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio.
the voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. This is Everyday Peace, your one-stop listening for everything you need to do to live your life as your highest self and enjoying every minute of your life. And I'm super excited to bring on our next guest, Jenna Banks. Um, she is uh, she is an author, a speaker, an entrepreneur on a mission to help women embrace loving themselves more. I don't think there's a more worthy cause. Maybe I'm biased. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Isn't this just the most wonderful and most delightful thing that I, I mean that I have ever heard of is to say that you need to love yourself more. Well, welcome to the show, Jenna. We can't wait to hear all about this. Oh, thank you so much for that lovely introduction. I'm so excited to be here with you. I love everything you're doing, Dr. James. Your show is phenomenal. Everything you do to help people live life full of peace and joy and and living into your fullest potential, I think is, you know, really the ultimate. And I really shifted my life. I was listening to your last guest and I personally made a huge shift in my life. Uh, Many years ago, I just said, you know, I'm going to live life being as happy as I possibly can um, and just pursuing my happiness. And I'll tell you what, it's never led me wrong. Once I made that decision, uh, like your last guest said, it's, you know, setting the goal and and working towards that. And I believe in that 100% because as long as you're moving forward and living into being, living into your fullest potential, you will live a life of joy, happiness, and peace. So I can vouch for that. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, we're, I, I feel like this is like the stars and the moon lining up for us because I feel like this is going to be like, you know, all these fireworks going off um, with this lineup here today. Because I got to tell you, when I read the title of your book, and I know the book is, will be out in March, I love mm-hmm. me more. I just, I can't stop smiling when I say that. Because, oh, I love hearing that. <laughs> Right. Uh, because, you know, as a mom, I have two kids in college and was married for a very, very long time, 25 years. And um, I hear it's not a popular thing to say. People don't want yeah. to think, like, oh, my gosh, how could you say that? But I, it comes from a place of understanding here for me. So tell yeah. us what yeah. the book is about and, and, you know, what encouraged you to write this book? Well, you know, it's exactly what you just said. People tend to cringe at that, especially us women. You know, why do we have a problem with saying, I love me, and then more, right? More than our kids. Oh, some people just kind of cringe at that. More than our partners. Wait, what? You know, it, 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 it's not how we were raised. But the, what I have found is that in order to live a truly happy life, You have to put yourself first. It's kind of the opposite for how how we've been raised, myself included. You know, I go into detail in the book about, you know, my background, which was the bottom of the barrel, essentially. It's, It's really amazing. I'm still alive, quite frankly, because I almost died at my own hand. Um, I was I had a very traumatic background history with my father and my mother's home, 
And so I was on my own pretty much since I was about 16. And, and I just, I got to the point where I had no feeling at all, Dr. James. It, it, it's hard to explain, and I don't know if any of your listeners have ever been there, but if so, I can tell them I have been there myself. I, I know what it's like to feel completely emotionless and numb because I was such a sensitive child and all the trauma that happened to me uh, caused me to just go numb. And I got to the point where I didn't even want to live and I had multiple suicide attempts uh, when I was a teenager. Uh, the final one being when I was 17. Uh, thankfully, I didn't die, but I was in a coma for many days. And, you know, when I came out of that, and just started down the path of focusing on my career, um, and I, I ended up accidentally getting pregnant, which really saved my life because it just started a whole new life for me. It turned my emotions back on, thank God, and, um, and you know, just started a whole new journey for me. And once my emotions turned back on, I, I don't know, you know, I truly believe in, in, in we are energy. You know, everything you talk about, I am so on board with. Um, we are, you know, everything is energy, and I started to really tune into that energy. Uh, it's like all my senses came back a thousand percent once I, <laughs> once I, uh, my emotions turned back on again, and I just started noticing like certain social norms that, you know, ways we were raised, like to self-sacrifice, for example, as women. I was doing a lot of self-sacrificing in my relationships as a parent as an employee, and it would all make me not fulfilled because I was putting my needs and my uh, desires down at the bottom of the list. My needs were not my priority. My happiness was not my priority. But what would happen is I found myself looking to everybody else to fill that gap for me which ends up being an unrealistic expectation, right? Because when you pour so much of yourself into everybody else, you um, you expect it in return from others, but no one's truly supposed to be able to make you happy or even capable of that. I mean, imagine if you get into a relationship with someone and you say to them, oh, by the way, I expect you to make me happy. You know, it's, Silly when you think about it, but that's how we were raised. And so I just kept wondering, why am I unhappy? Why is this not working? And so I just started to just put my happiness first. And I, I noticed a major shift. Um, I was happier. Everyone was happier around me. My kid was happier. My I was happier at my job. Everything started working better in my life um, because I was coming from a place of being truly happy when I made myself happy. And it really it really made all the difference in the world for me. And then, of course, came along setting my value instead of looking to others to set my value for me. Um, all these things that, you know, we were trained to do as children, I had to kind of retrain myself to do. And it worked for me fantastically. And so, anyway, that's a, a long-winded answer to your question, Dr. But, James. you know, you said so much is almost like teaching and I'm sure there are many listeners men and women who are listening today who can connect with so much of what you said one of the things that really stands out for me right now is when you said that you know it how how in I won't use the word insane but how wrong does it sound <laughs> to say oh um 
I'm looking to someone else to make me happy. Well, the expert on you should be you, right? Mm -hmm. And if anything, you should be teaching other people how to how to make you happy because you're the expert. You're, you're teaching about you. And these things make you happy. But what I have found uh, over the years of working with hundreds of clients is that most people that I have worked with do not know themselves well enough to know what mm-hmm. makes them happy. They know what oh. distract what distracts them from their pain or what distracts them from their um, self-criticism for a few minutes, but to say, yeah. hey, this makes you happy. So is there something that uh, a person could do to become more self-aware about that? It sounds mm-hmm. like a simple question. I'm sure if you, I'm sure if I were to go ask my my college age children, hey, what makes you happy? They could rattle off 10, 15, 20 things. If I were to go ask some of my clients, they'd be sitting there looking at me like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. How how do we get there? How do you get that self-awareness? All right. Well, I do talk about this in the book. Um, There's a couple of things. Number one, I like to have what I call my my joy list. It's a really just a simple little list. I, I put it on a sticky note, keep it by my computer to remind me every day, do something that makes you happy. And it can be very, very, in fact, it's usually the simple things in life that really do make us happy. It's for me, and, and by the way, it's different for everybody, which is why only we can make ourselves happy. I, I like listening to a certain type of music. It would be different than, you know, a friend or a boyfriend or whatever usually. So my kind of music that makes me happy is specific to me. So if I just turn on some music, I get instantly happy. If mm-hmm. I go on a walk in the sun when I look out the, outside and I'm working all day and I, I see, wow, it looks like a beautiful day, just take a a little break, go outside, go for a walk in the sun, maybe put in my earbuds, listen to some music. That'll get me instantly happy. Um, I love art. Perusing art from my favorite artist makes me happy. It can be little, little things, but if you make it a point, I found, to make yourself happy every single day, not just sometimes when you're feeling depleted or low or just okay like just okay is not a a a zone i want to be in you know i don't need to be elated every day but i need to feel like i'm fulfilled every single day and that's one way to do it now if you want to go into some more complex things for me it's pursuing my passions and doing what i'm doing right now right you know i wrote this book that's coming out on international women's day i have to tell you that was a passion project and you know, I only knew it would be such a passion for me as I started going down the path of doing it. And so those things that I know everyone listening now, if you're not doing some, some, something like that now, I bet you you have something that you've thought, you know, it would be really cool to do this or do that. But then we make excuses as to why we don't pursue it. Well, I don't have the time. Well, I know it's a pipe dream, so, you know, it's just not realistic, and you, you put it off and you put it off. But you know what? When you do those things and you're fired up about it, that is a way to make yourself happy. And you just do it for passion. Don't worry about the money and all these other things. If you are living passionate and with purpose, it that will make you extremely fulfilled and happy. 
Oh, I love it. And, and you gave some wonderful ideas. And I hope our listening audience is encouraged and inspired by those ideas, because really, and you talked about that joy list to do something every day that makes you happy. And that way you don't ever have a day that's just mediocre, right? Because mm-hmm. this is your life, right? We're not, this isn't like a, you know, a rehearsal. This We're, we're right. in the thick of it, as they say, right? So we are living our life and get in there, find out what it is that makes you happy in what yeah. I'm hearing is that, and you can, you know, stop me saying, no, that's not what I'm saying, but this is what I'm hearing is that if you don't know, start trying things and you don't mm-hmm. hear that work. I felt good when I did that or no, it didn't. And you cross it off your list and you go on to the next thing because this is your life and you have to become the expert on you. You have you to, it, right. We, that That's our job to become the expert on us. And then when we, get fortunate enough to start bringing in people into our precious world, then we can Mm -hmm. teach them, you know, hey, this is what I like. This is what makes me happy. And then we can learn things about them and what makes them happy. And we can participate in each other's happiness, but we can never control it. Yeah, you know, so many of us women were trained to, you know, program, condition, whatever you want to call it, to Find out all the things that make your partner happy so you can make them happy. Wear lingerie, like to, uh, make sure you cook them a nice dinner, all these things. But we weren't taught, hey, what are the things that make you happy? Get to know them well and do them consistently because if you're happy, you're going to already come to a relationship happy and you're just going to create more happiness together. But if you're focused on making your heart partner happy and you don't even know what makes you happy, that's a problem and a beeline to failure and people wonder why is my relationship not working oh we need to go to therapy and this and that what I found is that a lot of times it's because we put all of our love in the basket of romantic love rather than in loving ourselves and when we focus on loving ourselves and building that relationship with ourselves which by the way is the most important relationship of our entire lives it's the one we're going to have our entire lives, that needs to be solid. Some things I do to connect with myself, and, and, and by the way, I do it every day, and I, I just miss it when I don't do it, which is just carving out a little time in the morning, could just be 15, 20 minutes, to spend time with myself. And you can do this even if you're in a relationship, you're living with somebody, you've got kids, it doesn't matter. You can get up extra early and just carve out a little time for yourself that's just for you. And, and start journaling if you're not doing it already because journaling, and there's no right or wrong way to journal, I found. You just literally write. You, you don't even, you don't think, you're not writing a book. You don't edit yourself. You just write anything that comes to mind. And I found it to be a really great way to just get to reflect on the past day or think about the future and really connect with yourself because it's all about you connecting with you at that time. And, you know, we're, we're told, hey, if you want to build a relationship with your, your partner or your, your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whomever or your kids, spend time with them, right? Nurture it. Go on dates. Go spend, you know, do some family things together. Eat dinner every night together. But who tells us what to do to build the relationship with ourselves? We haven't been taught how to do that. Oh my gosh, I love it. We have a guest who's holding on the, a caller, and let me see if I can bring them on the air. Hello, thank you for holding. You're on the air with I'm Dr. Drayvon James. This is the Everyday Peace Show, and our fabulous guest today is Jenna Banks. Did you have a question or a comment? 
Oh, sounds like crickets. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like crickets. Well, I'm going to put them back on hold and then um, our sound engineer will see if they need to get on. But we'll just continue um, and going on this this wonderful ride that we're on. And there's so much that came to my mind when you talked about um, getting on and uh you know, uh, forming a relationship with yourself by spending time with yourself, because that's the yeah. only way I, I say, I, I often say that the correct spelling of love is T-I-M-E, because uh, when, <laughs> if you, if, you don't, if you're not sp- spending time with someone, then you yeah. can't develop a loving relationship with them. It's just impossible. You don't know them. That yeah. well. Maybe you have an infatuation, mm-hmm. maybe you have something, but that definitely is not um, solid love because you don't know them. And that's the same thing about ourselves that I agree with you 100% that spending time with ourselves is so very important. So with all the expectations on women today, um, a lot of women may say, you know, I feel guilty or selfish about putting myself first. Yeah. Why is it so important? And we hear this on the airlines, right? Put your own oxygen mask on first. Yeah. Right? yeah. Whether you're traveling <laughs> with your man or your children, <laughs> it is required yeah. that you put your oxygen mask on first. Why is that so important? Oh my goodness, it is. It is so important. And you're you you said something really vital, which was that most uh, most people believe, or most women especially, that self love is selfish, and that was a a big hurdle I needed to get over right away and address in the book because, you know, that is the biggest hurdle people have in their minds, like I said, women especially, because um, we think that we're supposed to be putting everyone ahead of us. And to think about ourselves would just be selfish. No, no, like I can't put me first, especially if I have kids or especially if I'm in a relationship. But um, what I found through research is that even psychologists say that, they, um, their clients come in suffering from what they call a fear of selfishness syndrome. And what it does is causes them to be depleted, worn thin, drained, and even resentful. And I don't know if anyone listening right now has ever been there. I'm raising my hand because I've been there myself before I understood the importance of self-love, especially in relationships and especially when you have a family, is that... Um, you have to take care of your own needs. You have to make your happiness a priority. When you do, your energy changes and you just emanate all this love. And I'll tell you, you'll get more of what you want when you're emanating love already. It's like a magnet. Call it law of attraction. Call it what you will. But you're creating a beautiful energy when you're harnessing your love from within, when you're giving it to yourself, when you're saying, good job. You know, I pat myself on the back all the time, every day. Hey, pat yourself on the back. You just finished your task list. Oh, you did a good job on that. Great job, Jenna. Like, encourage yourself. Give yourself love. Find ways, you know, when someone's crossing a boundary, I talk about this a lot in the book, um, stand up for yourself. Rather than feel depleted and and just like, oh, God, you know, that that felt kind of yucky and icky. When you stand up for yourself and you say, hey, you know, that's a boundary. I'm not okay with that. We tend to think that is selfish to do that, but it's actually quite the contrary. So much research has already been done, many, many, many books out there that, you know, when we stand up for our boundaries and protect them, and we we actually, it's a loving gesture for ourselves and also is a loving gesture for everybody else because we show them where our boundaries are and now they know. So there's so many opportunities to show ourselves love 
And when we make that a priority, we have so much more love to give to everybody else. That beautiful energy just makes them want to pour love on you. So what you seek externally when you don't give it to yourself and you seek it from others, it's it's a more needy kind of seeking. But if mm-hmm. you put it out there already by giving it to yourself, you uh, you know you get more. It just creates this love loop essentially. <laughs> Yeah, it almost sounds like the difference between a codependent love, right, and then a participatory love, right, because codependent is always clingy and needy, you know, and and I'm not saying that with any judgment or anything, um, because I think we all have a little bit of that in us, but uh, I think as we work to have a more relationship uh, with ourselves and we can have a more healthy relationship with others, which means that I love me and you're definitely... You know, you're invited to also love me, but my love of me is foundational. We can yeah, it's, it's right. Yeah, yeah. A hunt. You absolutely nailed it. That is absolutely it. Yep. And I wish that for everybody. I want to just take a quick moment here just to mention that the book comes out on March. Give us the date again for the for the March eighth. March eighth, International Women's Day. I'm so excited for that launch date. Uh, yeah, so, and it'll be released into bookstores, it'll be in airport bookstores, but also on um, uh, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, pretty much all the online shops as well. Um, and people can pre-order now, and they can uh, even uh, get there easily from my website, which is jenna-banks.com. But if you're not ready to pre-order now and you just want to get more information, I actually do have a free sneak peek in the book you can download right from my homepage. And I think that you're going to sell out just based on the name of this book alone. And then oh, when they open I love- up and they get they get this phenomenal content. Their life is going to be forever enriched and made better. But I love me more. It's just it 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 is should be the anthem. And I know the book is geared towards women, but I think everyone has to have a bit of this um, as their as their theme song in their life, if you will, because yeah. when. It, what I'm, what I feel as we're talking here is that this is sort of the the glass half full or the glass glass fully full, the barrel that is. If my barrel is full to overflowing with love, with self love, right, and loving me, then there's something to give freely to someone else. But when I'm scraping at the bottom of the barrel of loving myself, eh, is, that, is that really the kind of love that I want to give somebody else? That is yeah. at the bare minimum. Right? You want a surplus of that. It's good stuff, and you really want a surplus of that to be able to share with not only your significant other, but with your your family and your you definitely with your children. Is how I think we can model. Um, great healthy behavior and love loving relationships when we model that self-love for our children to see in the boundaries. Definitely. 100%. Yeah, we definitely need to be a model of, of self-love for our children because ultimately we're just modeling the same behaviors we grew up with as well. So I definitely talk about that in the book and self-love and parenting and caregiving, especially when it comes to, if you're in the sandwich generation, caregiving for your elderly adults and you have kids at home, you know, self-love is even more important in situations like that than ever. Yeah. So for our listeners, what if, if, who want to start on this journey of self-love, uh, the very first step that you would recommend they take if they have not embarked on this at all in their lifetime, um, where would they start? What's the first thing that they could start doing today? Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, 
I would say read my book, but it's not out yet. <laughs> I, it is really the roadmap. It is a how-to guide for how to, you know, uncover the ways in which we don't love ourselves and then how to love yourself all the ways. So I wish I wish it was available now for people. But because it's not, I would say that a really great place to start today would be to start spending time with yourself journaling. Just Anything that comes to mind, just write it down. Um, it's a really great way to get your, to know yourself better. And you'd be surprised mm-hmm. at what comes out when you don't edit yourself. You just free flow. There's no right or wrong. No one's going to see it. You'd be surprised at what is in the forefront of your mind that you start to see on paper. And as you handwrite it, it actually is a way to slow down the brain and connect you more to the words and the feelings and all of that. So um, if there's just one takeaway I could say to, to start the journey, that would be it for sure. And do it every day, every single day. I absolutely love that. Jenna, you've given us such good food for thought in their time together and talking about I love me more and the benefit of being in that place. And I want to just say, you know, as we come to the conclusion of our show, that one of the most loving things that I think we can do is as we prepare for the end of 2021 and to move into our prosperous and peaceful and happy 2022 is to participate in our challenge here as Everyday Peacemakers. Make the list of things you want to continue continue in your life. So something that's that's happening right now that you have that you're grateful that exists in 2021, start writing those things down. Say, hey, I like this. I would like for more of this to continue in 2022. That's the number one, that's the number one list. Make a second list of um, the things that uh, you would like to uh, create in 2022. Right? Something that never existed before that you would like to create in 2022. And then something that you would like to change in 2022. So it exists, maybe you need to tweak it, maybe you need to remove it, so you have that. Then also go on to the drdravonjames.com and get registered for the virtual, the free virtual bootcamp, Earn Like a Boss. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, this is Everyday Peace. I absolutely love you. Jenna, oh, I cannot wait to read your book. I'm going to go on your website tonight and just play around on there. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.